0: Welcome to what will be the greatest hour in entertainment history, or a lot of cussing and some spilling and some... I do have some mustard if I need to throw it over here. Just going (laughs) to warn everybody. We have one half of reckless speculation, one lost somewhere in California, the other lost somewhere in Nashville. Uh, We are joined by our friends tonight, from the speakeasy 330 her buddies rich and tom what's up guys
1: hey how you guys doing boys? what's happening fellas
0: hey it's gonna be a lot of fun uh i'm still in your thunder here this was actually this show grew out of what's listening to y'all talk about the georgia michigan game so i thought this this has got to be expanded a little bit and below
2: now no, no, let man, me ask this we're not their... we're not gonna get stoned if we drive through the state of the great state of Tennessee <laughs> with Michigan license plates on. We're not gonna get stoned or like that, right? no, for... we hate
0: Georgia. We hate Alabama. You're pretty safe here.
2: Okay, all right, okay, good. I'm glad I mean, I'm glad to hear that.
0: You're all good. Robbie Davis, who do you hate more? Alabama or Georgia?
2: Who
3: what a question. So what a lead. I hate Alabama more, but in situations like this. What's another championship for them? Just add to the resume. I don't want Georgia to have that recruiting against us. So, yeah, um, root, actively rooting against Georgia more than I'm rooting actively against Alabama. Uh, part of me also wants Saban to just, just retire already, just win enough to retire and get
0: out of this way. You, you've been saying that for a while. Every, God, every year. Every year. Behind us, you see – Our screensaver, courtesy of our friends up at the Speakeasy 330, both Michigan guys, of course. Let's get through these other games real fast. Uh, I want to talk about the New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, Right now, one's going on? Michigan State leads Pitt. And this feels a lot like the Tennessee and Purdue game. A lot of key pieces missing on both sides, guys. Y'all are up there. What was the excitement level for this for the Michigan State fans?
2: Well, I, I, you know, we're not huge state fan here, but we will talk about it because uh, the last week or so, when it came to uh, sports radio here in Detroit, a lot of talk was on you know Michigan and Michigan State, and the biggest thing about Michigan State was is how Kenneth Walker opted out to get ready for the draft. Uh, there's everybody here thought he was a shooting for the Heisman. Obviously, the game against uh, Ohio State. Just obviously didn't play in his favor by any means. Yeah, he he ran the ball against Michigan real well, but then he got stymied by OSU. Injury, so injury, injury, yeah, injury. But still, he got held to nothing. But then you uh, you think about it in a way like this: people are kind of upset that a lot of players are opting out of bowl games. You know, um, would Kenneth Walker be a huge? Would it improve his draft stock? probably if he if he came and played in the bowl game he had a good showing
1: well, i don't think he's going to be a first round pick in the first place yeah so i, I mean
2: mid low to mid second
1: possibly and uh i mean and then you flip, flip the coin with uh pitts quarterback i think those two players being held out or opting out i think that took all the thunder out of what could have been a really good game because you look at uh, Narduzzi, who is the uh, assistant at State, now the head coach of Pitt. I think uh, that was a good storyline. But, you know, once those two guys were out of the mix, that kind of eh. I, mean, I think only true Spartan fans really were excited about this game. And then, and I don't know how excited they were for it.
2: But I will say this Spartan, fan, Spartan fans are rooting against Michigan. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, hardcore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would ex- suspect that. I saw Kenny Pickett this year, Robbie. Were you at the pit game? I, I do. I do think that Kenny Walker and Pickett being out of this game. One, I didn't even know how to handicap this game, so I didn't bet on it. It's probably one of the few bowl games I haven't put a ten on it or so. But Pickett, no Walker. That's that's the prime time players of this game, is it not? Yeah,
3: I did. I did bet on. It. I took State, so not looking good so far. Um, like I said, uh, before we came on show, um, I was in Atlanta last night. You would not have known this game was going on. There were some, a few billboards, but um, no real buzz around town. Um, yeah, I think the opt-outs – so the ball games are getting great ratings compared to other sports. So I don't want to hear the two no, too, – too, too many bowl games argument because they're getting great ratings. But until the NFL starts penalizing some of these players for opting out, showing that, hey, if you're not going to be a good teammate, if you're not in it to fight and you love football, so we're going to knock you on your drafts, you're going to keep seeing these things and these opt-outs. And it does kill what should be a really, really good and exciting matchup. And it just knocks it down a peg to where it's like, Okay, I mean, yeah, we'll gamble on it. But besides for gambling on it, I mean, it's not the teams that we saw in the regular season that we're seeing today.
0: Robbie, you're the guy that gambles on the left TV where the pony races are. <laughs> we don't need to go through that again. That's where the money is. That. Yeah. On the first, we get to three traditional New Year's Day bowls that I want to go to real fast. I, I, we'll just start with the 1 o'clock game. 1 o'clock, we get the Fiesta Bowl. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. You game guys are like two and a half hours from Notre Dame, so yeah. What, what's the level of excitement?
1: We well, we have a good buddy that that frequents the speakeasy here, who's a Notre Dame grad, uh, and uh, he's a uh, what would you say? He's 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 got the arrogance going. Um, not a whole lot of buzz in this area for Notre Dame. There's a few people, but um, for the most part, uh, specifically where we are, is is more. Um, I don't know. I think it's 50-50 yeah, it's, over here because we're we're like half an hour outside of Ann Arbor and about forty-five minutes to an hour from East Lansing. But but the um, to me this this game is going to be really good. You got you got two evenly matched teams. You got a good defense versus a good offense. I think both teams have a lot to prove. Uh, Notre Dame minus that uh, losing to Cincinnati, they could be in the college football playoff, and then. You know how many opportunities did o- uh, Oklahoma State have to get the ball across the end zone, and they just couldn't do it there uh, in in their championship game. So I think both teams are, are looking at this game to really propel them in the next season. Specifically, Notre Dame with a new coach, so that'll be interesting to see how they come out and fire it up.
2: I think they I, I th- you know, to kind of go off what you said about the the new head coach. I think that is going to get them fired up to play even more right. because I uh, you know, it, it, he's uh he's a coach for the people you know yeah. for the players really if you uh you know if you saw the introduction and how he was received by his players and those were you know a lot of people on the team were lobbying for that guy to step in and get that position which I think is great and I'm, I'm not a Brian Kelly fan so you're not gonna there's no love lost there there's you know most Notre
1: Dame fans weren't. Either, there, there was so.
2: no crying in my cereal in the morning when he, uh, when he decided to jump ship.
0: Yeah, and his southern accent that showed up overnight.
2: Yeah, isn't it crazy?
1: <laughs> He's an idiot. I that's think a, this. That's this like game, Robbie coming
2: to Detroit and having a Detroit accent. Right <laughs> up, it's not after yeah. what I've
1: <laughs> I
0: think this game kind of Robbie mirrors what we just saw in Purdue and Tennessee. I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams. Oklahoma State's going to go with speed, probably speed Notre Dame's offense up some. I don't know if Notre Dame can score like Purdue just did on Tennessee, but um, I look for this to be an exciting game. I wouldn't be shocked to see this go over the the point total. How about you?
3: Well, this is this is an interesting game for me because this is this is could be Mike Gundy's kind of hey, we lost to Baylor, but this is our transition to next year. Um, because if you beat a, a top five Notre Dame team, even though they're in transition, coaching transition, that's a huge win, and you're going to start next year up high. And so if you drop a game, you may not drop out of the round. And I don't care as much as the playoff committee says they don't look at the preseason rankings. You st- There's yet to be one team that's just an outlier. Oh, they're 20 in the AP poll. In number five in the playoff rankings, so some there's some correlation there whether they want to admit it or not. Um, as far as gambling wise, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think some points are scored. Uh, but but as we go through all of these games on the New Year's Day, this is all jockeying for next year and where you start and what the hype is and fundraising boosters, Total. ticket sales. This is all what this is about.
2: Yeah, now like exactly what you said, he comes in and say he does um, go in and, you know, Oklahoma State put, goes up and uh, puts up a, a nice win. I mean, that's going to be uh, good for the program overall. You know, Tom said transfer portal. You might get some guys in the portal who are, you know, thinking about it and say, hey, you know what, if we can go in and we can beat a, you know, a Notre Dame, a number five Notre Dame, uh, hey, what's to say that next year, you know, we bring the more talent in that we're going to just propel ourselves that much better. So it's it's, going to be huge huge. for both teams, actually. Whoever, you know, if if Notre Dame comes out and wins, then, you know, you, you know, you see Notre Dame maybe using that as a chip because, hey, it's a new coach. It's a fresh start. Look at the offensive numbers they're putting up or how their defense is playing. You know, this game is going to be productive for both, uh, both schools.
3: Well, and OU going through a coaching transition too. This, this, this is Gun. This could be Gundy's time to play.
0: Yep. Two questions, real fast, and we'll move on. Robbie, has any coach made more money than Mike Gundy, pretending like he was interested in the Tennessee job?
3: Only John Gruden.
0: Only John Gruden. <laughs> we'll get picks at the end of this um, from from you guys, and everybody will have a little chance to speak. Then, um, is is this? Is this Oklahoma State's chance to become the powerhouse of the new Big 12? Once you take Oklahoma and Texas out, could Oklahoma State become that team that makes the lead to the next league level?
1: It's either them or
3: Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I was going
3: to say Cincinnati's sitting there in the playoffs saying, what about us? Yeah.
0: All right, right. Okay, good point. And they're
2: being and they're being grossly overlooked in Michigan. I'll tell you that right now. They're I mean, Alabama is who they are, but I, mean, I I'm a optimist when it comes to uh, when it comes to that.
3: I think we had some freeze. Um Vanilla Randall, I think Oklahoma State this, this is the this is the Big Twelves, these next two days are the Big Twelves day. You got Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati all on huge stages. If those three teams, well, if Baylor and Oklahoma win, huge day. If Cincinnati wins, ginormous day. If Cincinnati plays close, fantastic day. The Big 12 is in really, really good, sh- good shape compared to what the alternative would be, which was a complete collapse.
1: How, how much does Texas regret jumping? out of the out of i mean say there's there's three three big 12 teams in the top seven or eight next season and the way they're going which is not the right direction uh in seeing maybe the big 12 holding its own like how much yeah. is, do they think eh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea after all
3: i'm not sure and we'll see how it plays out i'm not <laughs> sure anyone has ever overplayed a poor hand or a not winning hand more than Texas has done. They've gotten themselves – the the money was there with the Longhorn Network and ESPN signed a horrible contracts and they were paying them fortunes for this that nobody watched, but they were on the, – ESPN was on the hook for it. Now you move – your your financials are about the same, and you've
0: just gotten a whole hell of a lot tougher road.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that could be the doormat of the SEC. <laughs>
0: I think uh, Oklahoma is the winner in this. I think Oklahoma could have never moved without Texas, but I think once Texas went to move, Oklahoma was like, yeah, let's go. I think Oklahoma – strangely, I think Oklahoma, is, especially with their basketball program, their baseball program, I think they benefit more than uh, – like you said, Texas is a loser in the long run. Well, yeah, I like that's another
3: that's another blunder that Texas made. Why? Why – Texas doesn't need Oklahoma, and they just kept bringing them along, and we won't move without them. They're, they're your rival. Right now, they're kicking your butt.
1: and yes. Yeah. Well, especially this year after the blowing yeah. that huge lead. Yeah. That was an embarrassing loss for Texas, but
2: <laughs> here's my analogy with that. It's like when you go into war. The U.S. goes in, but they always tell you to take your little brother Canada with you. So that's That's, the way I I see it.
0: That's a great analogy. I mean, that is perfect. Let's move on to the granddaddy of them all. The one, the one bowl in my lifetime I have not got to go to. Even had tickets in 2002, but Tennessee loses to LSU to go to the national championship game. I've been to a Cotton Bowl, been to an Orange
1: Bowl. I've is, been is to he, a Peach is he Bowl.
2: About, is you talking about the Quick Lane Bowl? We could have got you tickets for that. You,
1: you, you haven't been. You've been to the the, uh, the Hot and Ready Bowl. The up Quick here, Lane right? Bowl. Uh, on, man, the, the Billy Bowl. Yeah, I, I've been to the I've been to the Pull and Weed Eater Bowl. So don't you
0: know? I'm, <laughs> I burned my stripes. <laughs> I think it's still the most by itself stand alone bowl, prestigious bowl out there. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Utah, which is a matchup I love. And our friend Brandon kind of, he's an Ohio State grad, kind of put it this way it's the five stars versus the three stars that are coached really, really well. I think Utah's going to be super excited to
1: be there. And that usually means
0: trouble for the other side.
1: Well, you, you, you first off, you, you say Ohio State's top, what, five, six players are opting out of this game, which to yes. me is, 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 uh, Unfathomable to think that a player would want to opt out of the Rose Bowl, uh, of all the bowl games. Uh, it's, it's to me that's that's a bad look on the university, but uh, I, I, I think Utah has, has got a lot to prove. I, I don't know if it, a lot of people really think that their back to back blowouts of Oregon were legit, and then you take the, their quarterback who's born and raised in Pasadena. His dream was always to go to a Rose Bowl, just attend it, and he never was able to do that. Now he's starting in it. I think it's bad news for Ohio State. I think Utah is really going to put themselves on the on the the map and really get the Pac twelve with uh, jump started into the next season. Tom, I mean, Oh, yo,
0: going asking me?
2: Oh, yeah, you're like Tom. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Tom excellent uh,
0: point. Rich,
4: follow
2: no, up. No, no, you know, and, and Tom is right on that. I, it's a. It's a big um, – actually, I'm kind of worried about Ohio State in this fact and the support from their their fan base and their um, their alums because, you know, out of the 20,000 ticket allotment, they sent 7,000 back.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, that right there, is that, is that a way of them telling the athletic department that they just don't believe in, in Ryan Day? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of people that are not happy with the two loss season. You know, you know, obviously, um, the Oregon one, uh, after that game that they really tightened up until they ran through the, uh, you know, tried to run through Ann Arbor and they got pushed down. But, um, it, with them having the, all those players opt out and again, it all goes back to the op outs. Um, but then we also talked on our show with the op outs. some of these players that are getting ready to go to the uh, go to the uh, NFL draft and they're opting out. And one of the things I said, is that well, these guys, they've played for a national championship. You know, the majority of these guys have played on that, on that stage, in that, in that capacity, they're probably like, I'm not taking a chance on losing million dollars over an opportunity to play in the Rose bowl.
3: Yeah. I, I agree with what you guys have said. Like to me, this is kind of the first time in recent memory Ohio State has ended the regular season on a bad note. Couple that with this distraction and these rumors of Ryan Day in Chicago, whether it's anything to that or not, players are hearing it. People are talking about it. Um, Rose Bowl is going to be a Utah home game. Those yeah. the, those fans are fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. Utah getting four points. I think they win. Um, and I'll take those points all day. I, I, I just don't think Ohio state's focused. I, they lost, they lost. Not only did they not make the playoff, which is what their goals were, but to lose to Michigan players now looking at the NFL, it doesn't seem like a focus bunch from the outside to me on this Rose bowl, which I agree with you guys. I'm not a big 10 or a pack 12 guy. Um, I lived in California for a while. I, I've been to the Rose Bowl. I understand how big it is. And the idea of players opting out of that game, that's what you go to those conferences to play in. Um yeah. it's just just like where 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 are you mentally?
0: It would be hard for me to justify anyone opting out of that game. There's something special about that game and, and, and to opt out says a lot to me about the direction of the program.
4: Yeah.
0: I, I actually like Utah money line, Robbie. I don't know if I have the guts to bet it, but that's the bet <laughs> I'm leaning towards right now. Anybody else got anything on that game before we move on to the Sugar Bowl?
2: No, let's go to the Sugar Bowl. Let's go to the Sweet Bowl.
0: Let's go to what I, I think may be just the most fun bowl of the day. Ole Miss and Baylor. Both teams can put up t- a lot of points. Matt Corral is a NFL first-round pick. Uh, another land and he's,
1: he's playing and he's he playing. Is
0: playing. Yep. Um, so we'll start guys. What Baylor, Tom, you can start us off Baylor. Ole Miss. You have a feel for this?
1: Well, Baylor is definitely the team that's coming in hot. Um, I don't think many people were talking about them halfway through the season and quietly they were putting together a really good season and, uh, obviously winning the championship against o- Oklahoma state, uh, really propelled them. So uh, going into that, and then Ole Miss has the ability to really put points on the board. But, um, I mean, your your former coach there, Lane Kiffin, which I'm sure you're a big fan of. I'm
0: Uh, actually the biggest Lane Kiffin fan you could probably find in the state of Tennessee. (laughs) Every time we fire a coach, my first vote is bring Lane Kiffin back. (laughs) I've been saying it for 10 years now.
1: He's he's a he's a crapshoot. You, you you never know what kind of team you're gonna get. Ole old misses look like world beaters and then come the next week they they don't belong on the field. So it'll be interesting, but I do like the fact that Corral is is really playing for draft positioning. Um, you got Kenny Pickett, you got a couple other guys that are in the mix, and and, and he might be the most talented of the bunch. I do like Desmond Ritter myself, um, his experience level, but I think uh, Corral's really looking at this game as an opportunity to to show these these teams why he probably should be a top five pick, and uh, it, it's going to be a smash mouth football game. Uh, I don't see a lot of defense being played. I, um, yeah, I don't
2: see much no. uh, much defense being played. I just it, it see it's it,
1: it's going to be back and forth. For a sure. a Lot lot of um, I see uh, Kiffin just airing it out big time. Yeah, very vertical.
0: Robbie. Matter of fact, bring that up. We we had Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral both in Knoxville this year. I, I saw them both. I, I kind of like Matt Corral. I don't know if Ole Mets can play enough defense to slow ba- Baylor down.
2: Um, I, I agree with you.
0: Yeah,
3: I mean it. It's going to be interesting. Um, we touched on Kiffin. This is for a guy who's coached at, um, the Raiders. Tennessee, USC, Florida, Florida and now now Ole Miss. This is the biggest game of his career, and I'll tell you why. Interesting. Georgia – so Alabama can only end the season on, yeah, that's what we thought, or a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Georgia, oh, my gosh, if they end on a disappointment – it's now Kirby Smarts on the hot seat. As ridiculous as it sounds, but that's what it's going to be. A&M opting out of their bowl game now gives Kiff – if if Kiffin wins, they are starting the season in a top four or five position. They are now the it team of the SEC. All the momentum is rolling with them after this bowl season. It gives them confidence. It can now sell more recruits to what he's building. Um, if he loses, it's just a, another yeah bunch of talk. Corral's gone; uh, their one-year wonder is over. And I, so, I I just think that because a and m they had the momentum of the recruiting class, it just got killed by them missing the bowl game. They're I they're did. an afterthought, and so Georgia and Alabama, Alabama can win the championship. I, I'm telling you guys, I'm friends with so many Alabama people, it's just, it's just another one. Like it's, there's no excitement. It is just, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. If they lose, all right. And in Georgia, if they win, that'll be huge for them. But if they lose, and if they lose to Michigan, Oh my, Oh man, this guy will be falling
1: in in the college football playoff where, uh, Ohio State and Michigan State have lost badly in in previous yeah. years but for me Lane Kiffin Kiffin this is a legitimacy game. Yeah. If he wins this game I think the the country will finally start to look at him as maybe he is a legitimate coach because I I do believe that he's kind of been the laughing stock cuz the, the the fact that how it ended in Alabama, you know, booted him off the plane or he never even made the plane, so Don't even get on the plane. And Hey, where's and, my ticket at? <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, we lost it. He's been riding his dad's coattails and kind of bouncing around the country. But, you know, I think this game, if he wins, uh, I, I think that really turns the page in his career. Uh, I think that's
3: again. This is probably going to be as close to a 50-50 fan base. Ole Miss is going to be happy to be there. Baylor's going to be happy to be there. It's about, you know, 50-50 driving range. Uh, it's going to be – I would love to be in New Orleans for this one.
0: This one feels like 1985 when the bowl game is what you played for. Well, it is yeah. two teams excited to be there.
2: Heads up, I was only six years old in 85, so.
0: Eight. Uh, I, I went to <laughs> I the Sugar one. Bowl in 85.
2: So. <laughs> I was like, I was one.
0: I got a tattoo at the Sugar Bowl in 1985, so that shows you Jeez. how old I am.
1: How's the color looking on
2: that band? Uh,
0: it's pretty faded.
1: <laughs>
2: was it all a prison guys, tattoo or uh, was it legitimate?
0: It, it's a it's a Tennessee football helmet. So okay, all right. And we beat Miami and Michael Irvin and Vinny Testaverdi and
2: the, the long story.
0: All right, guys, let's get to the playoffs. Let's start. We'll we'll save Michigan Georgia for the for for the last talk because I think the question for me is I entered the playoffs thinking Alabama is going to destroy Cincinnati. Little bit by little bit, I think I've moved to whether this can be a good game, this can be competitive. Let's start with how does, how did this game break down in your head and how does Cincinnati make it competitive? And we'll start with our our friends from up north, the Speakeasy 330 crew. Tom, fire us off.
2: Good, Tom, am fired up.
1: Well, I just, the, there starts with their coach, Luke Fickle. He's made his players believe in him. And I think in the college game, coaching is 100%. And what I mean by that is if, if you can get your co- players to buy in, it doesn't matter what recruit star you came in, it, he can get potential out of you. And I think he has been able to do that with these kids in Cincinnati, uh, to get out of them with maybe some other coaches wouldn't be able to do. But I think they've used the whole "they don't belong here" mentality to really fuel their their drive. Yeah, and, the bill, and,
2: billboard material.
1: And uh, yeah. well, why not us? Who cares? And 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 like I said earlier about Ritter, he's bringing veteran leadership. He's he's a senior, and I love seniors. Because I believe that they've been there, they've done that, and and they know what it takes. And specifically, this guy. Um, now, with Cincinnati coming in, it, I think they're really going to rely on his legs, his athletic ability, to kind of keep Alabama off balance a little bit. and And the key for them really is hit them first and hit them hard and often, and don't let up and and don't don't let Alabama you know get an opportunity to get their get themselves back into it.
0: Rich, is this is this a position, even though Alabama possesses the Heisman winner, that Cincinnati at the quarterback position with Ritter may be in a better position to win this game, the fifth-year senior on the stage? I yeah. Mean, to me, it feels like he's the leader you want in this game.
2: Yeah, he, he seems like he's got he, – he checks all the boxes as you go down the line uh with experience and leadership. Uh I think the difference between the two is obviously Alabama is a uh a, a, a team full of wide receivers. NFL caliber. And yeah. I mean it's they got some good players, next man up, type mentality and uh they got speed. Alabama is a very fast team compared to uh Cincinnati. Um I, in my, in our show that we had, uh, earlier this week, I took, I'm taking Cincinnati to win the game. Um, is it going to be, uh, is it going to be, uh, by a landslide? No, obviously not. But I, I think, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the underdog and they're the underdog this year and I'm not a betting man, so I don't have any money on it, everybody. <laughs> so don't, don't say this guy's crazy that, you know, he's picking this, but, um, I, I honestly think Cincinnati has a, a good shot at, uh, potentially, uh, you know, coming on top in this game. But then again, what they have to do is they have to strike first and they got to strike and they, every they, they, what they cannot afford to do is make mistakes and have oh, Alabama capitalize on mistakes. So if you play so, mistake, free, if you play mistake-free football, you give yourself a better chance, but then on the intern, you also have to, you also have to play mistake free on the defensive side too. So,
3: so Rich, you're taking Cincinnati.
2: I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to be a right. schmuck. I'm going to. Hey, I, you know what? I'm not a. I'm not a. I. You know what? Let me tell you something. My hatred runs so deep for Nick Saban <laughs> that you'll he never hear me take an Alabama team, <laughs> even though I know they're they're great. But my, but my, you know, and I'm not a Michigan. And my hatred started with Michigan State when he yeah. just left. Yeah. Oh, he, he just left. If there was a there and was then,
1: a team for that would lose a game like this. It's I think it's and this then, team. And
2: then my hatred got even more when you know he went down to down to LSU. No, I'm not taking the job, Miami. No, I'm not taking he goes to Miami. And then he's then he shits the bed. Pardon my French. Sorry the kids <laughs> watching the show. No, Tucker. He's he craps the bed and then he goes and runs back to I'm not taking that Alabama job. Then the next week he's back at he's over at alabama so i think he's a i think he's a clown yeah, he might recruit he might be a great coach whatever i just don't like him never half never will
3: so my overall worry um and just big picture about the playoff is man i hope covid doesn't affect this thing cuz yeah. I, I think these are really intriguing matchups and i hope it's Full strength on full strength the best we can. Um, I've been trying to talk myself, trying to think of reasons why I think Cincinnati can pull the upset. Um, I've just had a really, really tough tough time getting there. Part of this is um, just the scheduling of things, the practices, the days off, the time off, the finals, the, the travel. Saban's just done it so many times. And yeah. Fickle has. And I think Fickle's a great coach, but it's hard to win this your first time. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. The other thing is, man, just the players. I mean, I know stars don't mean everything, but man, when you can st- stack them up like Alabama yeah. does, it sure helps.
2: Alabama's got a, a pen full of thoroughbreds, and you know, yeah. you know, you might have some some draft horses over in the uh, in, in a stall over there for. You know, I agree with you, Robbie, hundred percent. It's you know, and I'm, and here's the thing is, I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, I want Cincinnati to win the game. Yeah. Obviously, I think Alabama has the best shot to win the game, but I'll tell you right now at three thirty tomorrow when it starts, that TV that's right behind you and where the people are sitting at, that's my spot at the bar. That's where yeah. I'm going to be watching the game. Oh, and for that's sure. that's I'm going to be for Cincinnati.
3: Oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to start drinking at probably 11 a.m. tomorrow. The, <laughs> and and, just,
0: and he's just stopped since Christmas break.
3: That's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been constant. Uh, the um, the thing that I go back to, like, I think Ritter's a really good quarterback. Um, I think Jones is – or uh, Bryce Young is awesome also. And I look back, all right, so Saban's lost three games in the playoffs. Deshaun Watson Cardell Jones and Trevor Lawrence Lawrence and Watson are what appear to be generational quarterbacks and Jones was coached by don't yell at me, you guys, what I think is the second best college coach of all time don't 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 yell but uh. And that's Urban Meyer going against Saban. You're talking
2: about finger bangers? you talking about old finger gun? Yeah. 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 Old yeah. Finger gun to Urban.
3: <laughs> Six shot uh, to win, Urban. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so, yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, I think it just takes something special to beat Saban yeah. in these situations.
0: So I want to convince you all that there's a path for Cincinnati to win this game. And I think the path is success early. And they've got to get some help from Alabama, as in Alabama's got to turn the football over, and that changes everything. But Tom, back to Rich's point early, or a minute ago, don't the first ten minutes so critical for Cincinnati to get out to a good start. I don't think they can get shell shocked and down ten nothing, fourteen nothing, and come back from that.
1: They they definitely have to go out there and and, and put sunglasses on. We'll say, um, they they got to make sure that the br- the lights aren't that bright because I think a, a lot of these smaller programs when they get in these situations, uh, the lights are just too bright and they don't know how to react. So they got to go into this game and, and first and foremost they got to play like they belong there. They got to act like they belong there, and it, the game is not bigger than them. So. If they can go out there and withstand, because uh, you know, and 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 two on the flip side, how much is is Alabama looking past this game?
3: You know, I, there's uh, Tom. I, I was just gonna say that I was gonna the one maybe chink in the armor that Saban has had is he has I wouldn't say failed, but when his team is matched up in a Game with like, like the, I think about the Utah game, uh, post Urban Meyer, uh, uh whenever they came down and in the Sugar Bowl, and Alabama just wasn't ready to play. They weren't ready to be there because they just came in so cocky. Like, can he keep his players down enough to keep the focus on? Um, so, so that, that, that is an intriguing point that I, I hadn't thought of yet.
1: If, if they, I mean, with if Alabama gives them. Just an inch or a ray of light, they have to take advantage of it. But if they get down and they make mistakes and they're they're down two scores, it, it could be over real quick. Yeah, one uh, of the you
2: know. and the big key is for Cincinnati to win this game, is they're gonna have to grind, grind it out. And what I mean by grinding it out is that their offense needs to stay on the field, mm-hmm. keep Alabama's defense on the field, and you gotta you know, I'm not looking for I don't want Cincinnati to be throwing, you know, twenty-five yard, you know, outs. I don't want them, I want them. I want them on. I want them on the ground, chipping away three to five yards on first down, chipping runs away on them and stuff like that. Keep Alabama's offense. That's how they're going to win. They keep Alabama's offense. Its defense is going to win the game,
3: and it, they it, have it, to it, be able to do that. It's got to be third and under five, yeah. almost. You're exactly at- right. Seventy to eighty percent of the third downs for Cincinnati. Keep keep it manageable. Don't get behind the sticks, and don't let them don't let the them tee off on you.
1: That that's where Ritter's legs will will come into play. Yeah, you have a third third, and you know you could do a play action or a bootleg or rollout, and uh, you know those are RPO. the type of plays. Yep, yeah, those are the type of plays that'll that'll keep those drives going and yeah. uh, and work that play clock.
0: Before I move on to the next game, which I, I want to give leave us plenty of time to talk about, I just want to get bo- all three of you your impressions to how important is this game for the non-Power 5 conferences?
1: Oh, it's very What's important.
0: Future of college football playoff for expansion. Tom or Rich, Rich, we'll start with you on this one. Give me give me the level of importance this is to the rest of Oh, well,
2: I mean, what it's guys, historically speaking, in the last couple of years, the two big conferences that are out there that have been predominant, or it's a three. Is you know, obviously, Big Ten uh, is one, SEC and ACC. In the last couple of years, that's uh, we can predominantly say those are the teams that have been in the in the finals for the champ for the national championship. I think getting a team like Cincinnati in there, Cincinnati has a good showing. What it's going to do is it's going to prove that. Hey, look, there's other teams outside of your Alabamas, your, you know, your Southern SEC teams, uh, you know, it, what it, it's going to open the open the door up to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go, why don't we go try here? I think overall, win or lose for Cincinnati, if they have a good showing against Alabama, there's going to be players that would normally be knocking on the door or, Uh, getting their door knocked on by some of these uh, bigger universities are going to be looking to a a smaller university like a Cincinnati to to go and maybe showcase. So I think, you know, a lot of it, I mean, we obviously we always want to say, hey, look, we want them to win. You know, I want Cincinnati to win the game. And the the fans from Cincinnati and the players want to win. But it would be a win for the entire school because if they have a good showing, whether they win or lose, it's going to open up doors for more future success down the road for them. For me, it, it, it it's a chance for schools like
1: them in Boise State and other uh, schools that uh, were in the conversation to say, I told you so, you know, we belong, we belong. And uh, two, I think recruiting, it's going to show a lot of these kids that are like, do I really want to go to maybe play in the uh, – Uh, the big 12, am I going to get, you know, the, the exposure or do you want, or you, or you want
2: to get that, you know, you, uh, you uh, you got a quarterback. It could be a, you know, four-star quarterback or a five-star quarterback. Alabama's knocking the door, but he's got three, five stars in front of him. Do I want to go and and, and sit my time three years and play my senior year at Alabama, my junior or senior year at Alabama, or do I want to go and have a, 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 a great, a great shot at playing my first year. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the guys are probably gonna be like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to give it a shot.
1: It, it like the Lane Kiffin comment, it legitimizes some of these uh power five divisions to, to say, Hey, you know, you know, we belong in the conversation. Yeah. Our strength of schedule may not be uh compared against the big boys, but when it, when it's time to play, we, you know, we'll line them up and we'll, we'll match up real well with you.
0: And Cincinnati and, has tried to improve their schedule by playing Notre Dame. By by we're uh, willing to play better schools. Robbie, we'll get your yeah. comments and we'll move on.
3: Yeah. In short, this means everything. <laughs> I mean, you can't overstate it. Um, because this isn't and no dis- like just let's take this year's, for example. This isn't them going against Georgia. This isn't going them going against Michigan. As good as those programs are historically and right now, this is going against Alabama. This would be beating the best program and the best coach. Yeah, and this would take away the requirement of needing the perfect storm. Don't get it fooled. If Cincinnati didn't get lucky enough to schedule Notre Dame at Notre Dame and that's key at Notre Dame. Yeah. In their house. They're not they're not in they're not here. So this was this, Notre is, Dame, a, Notre Dame this is a perfect game. storm for them. And this is what it took for a perfect storm and no other no other team was worthy. So this takes away that requirement if they can go and beat Alabama. I don't think they have to win at all but they need to win this game. And I think that changes the narrative, then, then it becomes a Gonzaga type. Uh, you can have a great program that's not in one of the Power Five conferences. You can build that, and you can do it, and you it's will get good respect. for
0: college football. To me, I mean, it's great but for if, college football.
3: But if they get blown out, um, yeah, the, it, it's just the unless it'll they be, expand, it, unless they expand, be,
1: it's over. It'll be the well. This is why yeah. we didn't put you in in the first place. Yeah. You know, we told right, you let's,
0: so. move, let's move on to what has been nationally the most talk about game. Guys, I'm going to give you the reason I'm pulling from Michigan, and I will be pulling from Michigan. We- Sorry. We live in an area where we're literally five minutes from out of Georgia. I can be in the state of Georgia in five minutes. I can be in the state of Alabama probably in 20 minutes. We're in a true tri-state area. We have to listen to Alabama fans every year. We're grown <laughs> accustomed to it. They're, they've become unabrasive because they know they're the best. But we've always been able to make fun of Georgia because we could just go, you haven't won anything since 1980 and shut them up. So if Georgia wins, my life becomes progressively harder as a Tennessee <laughs> fan. Oh, I man. don't want to listen to them. Yeah. They come into the game as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I think oh, I've moved
1: a little bit this it's week. It's come down to six-and-a-half? No, it was it, seven this it, seven morning. It's seven-and-a-half on ESPN right now.
0: Seven-and-a-half. I'm looking at a, a –
1: It started at 13-and-a-half, though.
0: I, I'm looking at maybe a guy that's not legal. He, he gave me the line earlier. But, anyway, <laughs> y'all, give me Michigan's best scenario in this game. We'll start – with the guys that believe maize and blue, and I'm with you this week. I'm with you guys.
1: Very good. For me, they have to keep playing their game. Yeah. Uh, since the loss to Michigan State, uh, Harbaugh put something into those team that, that team. They 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 were not the same team prior to that game uh, because. After that game, I think they looked in the mirror and realized we left a, we left, left a lot on the field and we let one get away. Um, we cannot afford to, to let that happen again. And from that game forward, they did everything that people told them they couldn't do. And it started up front with Hutchinson and David Ojabo, the quarterback pressure, and it continued on to the other side with the offensive line, with Haskins, who'd become a monster. So for them, they have to get pressure, and I think Alabama really um, uh, showed Georgia's weakness, and it might be their offensive line, uh, and putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's Michigan's bread and butter. So that's where they have to start up front. If Dax Hill doesn't play, that's a huge blow because uh, Georgia's got some good tight ends, and and he'll be covering the middle of that field. But the Michigan linebackers are really going to have to step up with Ross and um, some of the other guys out there, but offensively pound the ball, pound the ball. You got Blake Corum healthy, ready to go. Yeah. Ankles ready to go. And you've got Eric all who to me is one of the most underrated uh, tight ends in the country. He's definitely athletic and he can block. So they just have to go in there with the mindset that they can do it. Um, I, I Cade, he's grown on me a little bit at quarterback. He, he just, he doesn't make mistakes. He reminds me a lot of, of Brady. When he played in Michigan, he just, he's not going to wow you with his arm. He's not really going to run around the field. He's just going to do the right thing and, and, and control that offense where it needs to be controlled. And uh, again, like Cincinnati, the lights can't be too bright for Michigan. This is this is Michigan this is what they, they like to say around here, uh, but they belong here and they proved it. And uh, offensively get after the quarterback, make him beat you with his arm, and if that happens, I, I like Michigan's chances. Rich?
2: Yeah, I mean, what I'm excited for is that, you know, Michigan's got three solid running backs, you know, in their arsenal. They got, you know, Haskins, or we call him H2 up here in Michigan. We got Blake corman and we got Donovan oh, Edwards. Edwards. Donovan Edwards has uh, shown that he's also a uh, – great swing out running back to where 10 catches uh you know he can uh and that just happened towards the later end of the season they're like hey you know what this this kid can actually catch the ball I, uh, you know he's a he's a freshman uh he played for the state championship last year at in Michigan I think they won the state championship West Bloomfield yeah and um you know they started utilizing him more in uh, in that type of scenario but you know michigan needs to stay true to their roots what yeah. they need to do they're it they are a absolute running team um i think uh what was it in the um uh in the big ten uh championship game or whatever i mean i think their average uh third down was like third and three <laughs> you know i mean they, they were very manageable and they managed the game they you know the, the they kept the they kept the uh the the offense on the field, the defense, uh, resting, um, and that's going to be one of the keys, uh, to the success of them is to make sure that they grind them out, but it's also on the defensive side of the ball. Um, which I found it kind of weird because, uh, I was actually kind of listening to a little bit of uh, Georgia sport rate, Georgia sports radio in preparation of this. And these Georgia fans are, and you know, and their supporters are out of their minds, that Stetson's start is going to be starting. Everybody wants JT Daniels, Um, uh, you know, and then you got the offensive coordinator was at Munkin comes out and says that, you know, Stetson gives him the best opportunity or the best chance to be successful against Michigan, which um, uh, I I don't know, because the pressure came from uh, when they were playing against Alabama in the SEC championship game, Uh, the pressure was coming from everywhere. And Stetson made a lot of bad Mm air, you know, errant throws. and he's going to get it. You from got both sides. Now you're going to get it from both sides of the, you're going to get it from both sides, the bookends, you know, you're going to, you're going to get pressure like crazy. You know, when does, uh, you know, the question is, is when is Kirby smart, you know, pull the, you know, pull the trigger and say, all right, we need to get him out and get JT Daniels in JT Daniels is more of a vertical, uh, passer. I mean, he can drop, you know, he's very accurate, uh, if Michigan doesn't have their uh, secondary uh, guy, if he hopefully shows up tomorrow, I think it's going to be like Bobby Boucher from the water. Boy, he's going to show up at halftime and they're just going to pencil him into the game. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think that's what it is. And that key to Michigan winning the game is making sure you get in the face of the quarterback and you also extend, you know, you extend your drives and, and, and keep it going. So uh, obviously I have Michigan wanting to win this game. So, I mean, there's really no asking me otherwise, but, Um, but it's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be, uh, you know, Michigan going to walk over them and stuff like that. Georgia's fast. They are very fast. So, and that's going to be one of the things that as, as Michigan, and I'll tell you right now, if you watch any Michigan games and you saw them go against Ohio state, Ohio state started running a up tempo offense, Michigan struggled. So uh, if Georgia comes out and runs a fast-paced tempo offense, Michigan is going to struggle.
0: I think, I think Georgia with Stetson Bennett, Robbie, I'll come to you. I've said this all year, guys. If Georgia wins a national championship with Stetson Bennett, they've won a national championship with the worst quarterback to ever win a national championship. Robbie, go ahead, um, and, and then we'll come back to that. I want to ask, ask a follow-up, but let me get your national thoughts.
3: All right, just, just kind of, uh so Rich and Tom, just real quick before I get to my game analysis, uh, because y'all were giving Harbaugh some some heat in the beginning of the season. Uh, oh yeah, who's, Still who, who, who's who's hot seat? Who's seat or who who's more pressure on Kirby or Jim?
2: Kirby,
1: Bart, Kirby. Okay, uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. Harbaugh um, put the right right people, right coaching staff. And now, right he,
2: now, real quick. The reason why I say it's going to be Kirby is because. Kirby's been in this situation before. This is yeah. Harbaugh's first journey here. So yeah. they, he's got, they, they, well, you know what I'll tell you right now? Harbaugh's got a hall pass because why? They beat OSU. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah, a hall pass to OSU. Um, so, so this Tim game.
0: Harbaugh the giant. Kirby Smart got embarrassed by the giant he's yeah. on national TV. Go ahead. So,
3: so yeah. So, one, I don't understand why this game is seven and a half points. Um, and, I think if you bet this game, for those of us that have uh, online gambling and live betting, if you bet it before the game starts, you are a fool because this you will be able to tell in the first quarter what the outcome of this game is. To me, it is can Michigan handle Georgia's speed and can they stop the corner rushes? Um, what's the guy, the guy, uh, who, who, what's the end's name from, uh, Hutchison. Michigan?
1: Hutchison. yeah,
3: yeah Hutchinson. so he's going to be a fantastic NFL player. He's a top five draft pick. Georgia's got about five of those guys that are not at, at his level, but close and they rotate him in and out. Can Georgia or can Michigan stop the speed? The other, Tennessee, um, I don't know if y'all watching him. Tennessee gave a blueprint of how to attack Georgia's defense. Jo- Tennessee just didn't have enough talent or depth. Alabama, took,
0: the twenty. Alabama
3: took that blueprint and wiped the floor with them. Yeah. So can Michigan do that and contain the speed? I th- think we will know within the first five or ten minutes how this game's going to go. If Michigan can look for an upset.
0: Here, here's a question I'd ask everybody that um, I feel strongly that these two teams are almost mirrored image of each other, what they want to accomplish. Don't turn the ball over, run mm-hmm. the ball, mm-hmm. play defense. And, and, and I've heard you guys talk about it. And we all, we talk about it down here. There's a different kind of football in the Big Ten. It's more cold weather, mm-hmm. thick-ankled linemen, smash mouth. Does Michigan have to make this just a physical war to wear on Georgia?
1: I Rich. yeah, I think that's definitely uh, what they wanted. They they want to force Georgia to play their game. You know, if we're playing basketball, you, you want to turn this into a half court half court type of game, like an old um, yeah. uh, bad boys or going to work piston team that just slowed everything down. Um, yeah, you and if you can do that. Uh, you, that might frustrate Georgia a little bit if, if you know they they want the up tempo and do all that good stuff, and if you're you're throwing different uh, things at them that they haven't seen, uh, blocking schemes or whatnot. I mean, they've got a bunch of farm boys on that offensive line here that you know could you know s- slow down the 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 speed of Georgia's defensive front, and that's what I said earlier, Eric All, his blocking ability. This is this he's the big key for me. Cause he can catch the ball and he can block and him being on the football field is, is going to be key uh, to getting that offensive running game going. But yeah, you definitely want Michigan to slow down the t- tempo and make Georgia play Michigan football. There is so much
3: pressure on Georgia. I mean, so sure. like if there's a fumble, a holding, something doesn't go their way. They're going to get tight. And, and, Um, Kirby's going to get tired. I mean, obviously he's not in any position of losing his job, but you know, he's feeling the, feeling the pressure to win one.
2: Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the conversations are in the room, you know, Hey, you need to go out. You need to, I mean, obviously that's probably the, you know, the, the backdoor conversation between himself and, uh, the AD, but you know, kind of mirror what Tom said is that, you know, Michigan needs to just, they need to play their game, you know, they, yeah. and, they and they, they, they shouldn't deviate from their game. However, everybody, everybody looks at Michigan as a run team run team, run team. Well, you have to also understand Michigan also threw for almost 400 yards against Michigan state. Mm-hmm. And I, so they don't have a problem throwing the ball mm-hmm. up, you know, upfield, but I you know I want them to control the game by using the ground and keep the clock moving and keeping the defense on the field.
3: I expect it to be a very heavy Michigan crowd also. I think yeah, I, I, I think
2: I think Georgia just spent their fans just spent
3: the money on the SEC championship and then they're prepared for the championship game in Indy and so I, I think I think it's going to be 60-40 70-30 Michigan.
2: Michigan People, travels well. Yep. Yeah. The pressure,
0: and let's go to that real fast, and then we'll go to the picks and wrap it up. But And and I know, um, Tom and Rich, you don't get the media uh, up there from down here, but I, I cannot explain how much pressure they are under Georgia to win this football game. Since the start of the college playoff system, the previous BCS system, there's five teams who won a national championship from the SEC, and not Georgia. And Georgia <laughs> considers itself Football royalty and, and no championship in 42 years. Robbie, I, 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 and Kirby has had questionable moments in big games. Is this an indictment if something starts to go wrong that Kirby then has to calm this team down, get him direction? Because you didn't see that in the Alabama game. It kind of what it felt like everything got out of control and stay out of control for Georgia.
3: Well, and this is the so, – so, so the quick answer to your question is attorneys always say quick answers, but nothing's a quick answer. <laughs> Disclaimer. I,
2: was, I was waiting for the attorney line to go on <laughs> Yeah, Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, so as much as Kirby is, oh, we're all focused on Michigan, we're all focused on Michigan, as a human, he assumes – Alabama's going to beat Cincinnati, and guess who's waiting there again? And so you yeah. can't help but divert some of your focus into what did we do wrong against Alabama and how – like you just – because it's a quick turnaround and he he's going to do it. Uh, I remember when Dabo uh, – Clemson played Notre Dame and Alabama played Oklahoma, I thought. I think I think that's the year. Uh, Dabo said, look, we had three weeks to prepare for Notre Dame we prepared for them for one week. For the, for the other two, we we prepared for Alabama because we knew that's who we were going to be playing. We were better than than uh, than uh, Notre Dame. Look, these things come into play. Life is life. And so Kirby's got a challenge with Harbaugh. He's got a challenge with Saban. So the pressure is enormous. What a short answer.
0: <laughs> Guys, is Michigan playing with house money? Coming into the year unranked, They've now put it together. They beat Ohio State. Is Jim Harbaugh playing a little bit with house money at this point?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, he uh, he's definitely earned himself an, another year by this um, because they oh, were well, – hey, hey, listen. They're going to put a statue up next, yeah, uh, next exactly. year. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. They're going to take down everything Bo Schembeck learned. They're going to put up <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Stuff. But, no, um, it, to say he was on the hot seat, I mean, he – he was not in the favor of the alumnus in the boosters. That's for sure. Um, I think by him beating, you know, it would have been a lot better if they would have taken care of Michigan State and Ohio State in the same year. But, um, you know, one of the good things is it's he's a good guy because I don't know if you guys heard down there or not, you know, just like every major university, yeah. everybody took pay cuts. Well, he was supposed to get a bonus for making the uh, uh, the college football He's taking all this bonus money and donating it to split it up, to divvy it up amongst all the athletic staff. I mean, that right there, you know, I know somebody who's a heads head who's the grounds guy for the baseball and softball. And he's like, that just, I mean, that's unheard of. He's
1: he's pushed all the right buttons this year. And from his coaching, uh, you know, I've always critical of him. He just look, doesn't look like he belongs. You don't like him. Uh, Kind of out coached, but this year I think he weighed heavily on his assistants, Mike McDonald, uh, specifically. Josh Gattis. yeah. I mean, yeah. And it it and it and it really showed. And 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 what I said earlier about coaching being one hundred percent. This is a this is a year where you know what they might not have had the best quote team on paper, but they had, they were coached better than any other Harbaugh team that he's had, and yeah. I mean, they've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, and that could pose a real threat to a team like Georgia.
0: All right, guys, here's where the rubber meets the road. We're going to get through all the games real quick. We'll save a little time when we get to the the two playoff games. Let's start – right now it's 21-10, by the way, in the Peach Bowl. I just checked the score. Uh, Let's start tomorrow at the Fiesta Bowl. And just you can just give your team, if you've got anything to say about it, go ahead. Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Robbie, will start the picks with you and work our way up.
1: Notre Dame. Tom? Yeah, I think Notre Dame's defense is going to um, come into play here. Uh, you, you, want, you want them to kind of slow down the process, and, and Notre Dame should be able to do that. Uh, their defense is fast and talented. I like, I like the, uh, the fighting Irish.
2: Are you guys writing this down?
1: I'll go. Yeah, Oklahoma State. <laughs> oh, is that what that cheering was back there? Michigan State just scored.
0: Yeah. Oh boy, Rich, I'm joining you. I think Michigan State's the better football team. I think
2: you mean Oklahoma, I State? Oklahoma State.
0: I mean, I, I think Oklahoma State is the better football yeah. team. I, I really think they missed an opportunity by not beating Baylor. Give Robbie's
2: even writing this down right now.
0: Give me, give me <laughs> Oklahoma State. As a matter of fact, I do things that's called, I put a favorite on upset alert. If if we're doing that this week, it would be my, I'll probably save it to the next one. But anyway, I like the dog here. Give me Oklahoma State. Robbie, Ohio State, Utah.
4: Utah. Uh,
3: Like I've I've stated, I just don't think Ohio State's there.
1: Tom? Yep, Utah. um Utah. uh, the fact they're 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 going to travel it'll probably be eight, 70% uh Utes. the two Utes in the house and uh um and what's going on in in that locker room with ohio state that's you know is it fractured do the players not believe um it'll be interesting so but i i think utah definitely has momentum and it's going to carry rich uh... <laughs>
2: Let me let me tell you something. You will never
1: hear <laughs> say that name, you, might, you,
2: you already know who I'm going for. Let me give me Utah.
0: All right, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Buckeyes for Brendan James since he's right, not here. But I'm going to take the Buckeyes.
2: The Robbie, let show the let's
0: just game of the night: game. the Fighting Lane Kiffins versus the Baptist Baylor Bears. I'm telling you, this could be the sinners versus the Christians. That's all I'm saying, Robbie. <laughs> Baylor, Ole Miss. Um, this one's tough for me. Uh,
3: I think Ole Miss is going to win in a shootout, I think. Um, but if I have to pick and I obviously have to pick, that's what my question is. That's why you're here. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm going to go Ole Miss. No real reason. Um, because uh, I mean, geez, the, the SEC's got to win some bowl games. Because, because
2: Eli Manning went to school there. Just uh, use that as an excuse. Yeah.
0: The girls um, in the Grove are hot. Let's use that for the excuse.
1: Tom. Uh, well, I believe in, in momentum. And I, I think Baylor has uh, shown when they needed to win, they, they've made it happen. And – The last two or three weeks on their schedule were brutal for them, and and they they went through and got it. And, yeah, it's been, what, five weeks since they played last? But um, I I think Baylor's uh, might have a little bit more on defense, and I think defense might uh, win out. I like Baylor. Rich?
2: Baylor.
0: I'm going to take the fighting Lane Kiffins because the girls in the Grove are hotter than they are
1: at Baylor.
2: <laughs> Keeping them honest.
0: Hey, you, uh, by the way, next time Tennessee
3: plays at on Miss, if y'all want to come down, uh, hotel room on me.
1: You got it. I, I got to see the Grove. I gotta, they, yeah. yeah. I got to hit
2: this Grove up before I decide <laughs> to get married again.
3: Yeah, there's, actually, there's though, more. actually looking at your setup, the hotel room should be on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is the COVID creation
2: right here. Uh, well, yeah. you, hey, if uh, if you look, we got you know we got our stuff branded on our on our uniforms here, you know. So nice, they nice. can't
0: afford to go to the bar, so they had to build it in the garage. We, the bar,
2: comes that's right. Yeah. We do it here, and then and then one night drunk. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Okay, sure, why yeah. not?
1: And here we are talking to you guys. This is kind of how we got started, but Robbie yeah. was drunk.
2: All right, what you I'm got in that cup, up, Robbie? Down.
0: Oh, Jack Daniels, man. Got to represent you go. Tennessee.
2: Oh, okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm
3: from, I grew up about 15 minutes from Lynchburg.
2: Okay.
0: We'll start with the Cotton Bowl in Jerry World. Is it in Jerry World or is it in Arlington? Yeah. yeah, it's in Jerry World. Yep. Yeah. Alabama, Cincinnati, Robbie, come on, man. You hate saving. You're going to pick the Bearcats, aren't you?
4: <laughs>
3: no. I, uh, unfortunately, man, not only am I picking Alabama, which I hate to do, but I've got them. They're my 42 confidence in my pool. I just don't see how they lose. <laughs>
1: well, Somebody else? Uh-huh. Uh, as, as much as I would love to say, uh, the fighting fickles could pull this thing off. Um, you know, like I said earlier, uh, they have to withstand the storm and, and, and prove that they belong. Um, I, I see it being, you know, a competitive game for the first half, and, and, and Saban's the master of making adjustments in the halftime, and and uh, I think uh, Alabama comes out second half and, and does what they do and finishes them off, so I like Alabama.
0: Welcome in for the last two minutes of the show. But we love him anyway. Brandon Sorry. King, we, Fashionably
3: late. We're, Fashionably we're late. To, this is like the it. kid who's trying to keep his attendance certificate up. I'm like, yeah, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn and go
0: back. And get you Ohio State, Utah.
2: <sighs> I, I've got Utah.
0: Oh, what? Oh, what? what?
4: What?
2: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, oh, it's the big one, Elizabeth. It's the big one.
4: <laughs> plus six. They're they're plus six. Yeah, I'll take Utah. Um, I've got Ohio State money line, and I've got money on Utah plus six. So, um, what's that. that's a thin window you're working yeah, with. you got
2: that's like
4: that's like it is it is like, but,
2: like that right there.
4: Yeah, you just kind of you know throw a little that, bit on each side. That, that's betting on. Second
3: 12 and third 12 on roulette. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I am the
4: master at roulette. Don't (laughs) don't even get me wrong here. Um you solved math. We (laughs) uh Chris Olave's out, uh Garrett Wilson's out. I mean two of our biggest, you know, impact players on the offensive side. We've got Smith and Jigba uh I just – I don't know. It's going to be tough, man. Defense, uh, I just don't know how in the game Ohio State's going to be on that. So, um, I would take the plus six on Utah and, you know, maybe we win by three Ohio State. So.
0: All right. Well, that's the whole show up to now. Now you've got to give a Cincinnati-Alabama pick. That's when you join.
4: Oh, Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati all day. Oh, Alabama, wow. Alabama's Alabama is the Antichrist exposed, exposed right here. Luke Fickle, Ohio State boy. It's it's happening. Tom, did we get
0: your and Rich's pick on this one? It, I,
2: didn't get mine. I, you yeah, Tom,
4: Rich did not.
2: not you know, you know me. I, I hate Nick Saban, so you know I'm going Cincinnati.
0: I didn't think there was a point for, for Rich on uh, this one. I,
2: I, f- I figured you wrote that down in the first 15 minutes when I told you how much <laughs> I hated Nick Saban.
1: That was the rhetorical pick of the year.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take as much as I hate him, I'm going to take the Tide. And uh, I think they're going to win. I, I think – let me paint a picture of this game. I think it's a good game for three-quarters but I think eventually Alabama's depth wears
2: them out. I'll tell you right now that that picture that you're painting is like sticking your finger in a third ball. Yep. on canvas if you're picking if you're picking Alabama.
4: Hey. I like these Michigan boys right here. Where's hey, the punch hey, ball right hey, there? Hey, I know I know Chan, I know
3: uh I know Brandon has his we can gamble here in Tennessee. Rich, if you can't gamble and you want to place some money line bet on Cincinnati with me, I will be your bookie. <laughs>
2: No. Talking <laughs> about a betting man, I—I I, 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 I tell you right now, we, we can go on record right here. You heard it here. The two teams I won't ever pick when it comes to anything is anybody that's coached by Nick Saban in Ohio State. <laughs> it is what it is. It know, is what it is. I know Brandon is an Ohio State guy, and I apologize. So is my no. It, it, hey, it's all good. It's all good. I, hey, I'm. Just, that's just. I, I actually
4: fan. think Michigan's going to win it all this year.
0: Oh well, let's get to it. Woo. Holy shit, Woo. Robbie! Did you
4: record Georgia, that?
0: Michigan, what do you got?
4: Yeah. It pains me to say. Oh, oh I. I it's
3: It does. And, and remember, oh
0: <laughs> you're going to have to do a pick for the title game. <laughs> go ahead, Robbie.
3: I know. I hate this. I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. It's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Georgia and Alabama again. And it's going to snow. Thank you. So Go on, I'm, I'm, I think
2: hey, then, like hey, then,
3: I said, hey. it's a first quarter game, but it's going to be Georgia.
2: The guys from the South always say the South is going to rise again, but I think the national championship is going to be the North's going to rise again. Okay.
0: Uh, All (laughs) right. Maybe the two most obvious picks of the night, Tom and
2: Rich. (laughs) Well, you know where we're going with Michigan.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I like Michigan. I, I, your analogy of playing with house money was pretty, pretty spot on. And, and uh, no one gave him a chance against Ohio State, and and a lot of even you know fans up here didn't give him much of a chance. Um, and they proved a lot of people wrong. They proved a lot of people wrong for the you know a good portion of the season, except for the Michigan State game. But um, they done everything right since then, and and I don't see them losing that momentum. Momentum going into this game, and uh, ultimately, I think defense wins out. And uh, uh, Michigan's pressure on the quarterback will be a key. And, and so I like Michigan. Close game, but I like Michigan. Rich.
2: Oh, you ain't even got to ask that question. You already know where that's going.
0: I just just probably want you to play it again, but anyway.
1: Oh, you want to
2: play it again? (laughs) (laughs) It's off. You took a zero. All right, Brandon.
4: That was for you, buddy. So... (laughs) I agree, but please don't ever play that again. This <laughs> terrible. No. Um, Michigan's got the the key this year, I think. Um, th- they have
2: – That means a lot to me, you saying that. It, uh, you it,
4: it, it makes me almost want to throw up when I'm talking about it. I'm <laughs> just trying to think about other hey. teams doing this right now, hey. so –
2: You missed a spot. Hey, hey, just give me give
4: me my spot. Give me my spot real quick.
2: (laughs) And
4: and just imagine this isn't Michigan, okay? So a team has, man, they got such a great defense. Their their running game is solid, and when you can run the ball, it doesn't matter, college, NFL. If you can run the ball, and you can control your destiny, essentially. Like that makes a huge difference in the game. Like when when you can control the clock and you can call your plays based on time and uh, downs and everything else. Like I mean, it changes the game. And and the other team is playing chess and you're playing checkers. Like it's it's a whole nother level. So um, I don't even want to say this, but God, I mean. Harbaugh. This, it makes me sick to say. This I is can't going on it.
0: TikTok later, y'all. Just so I don't like, even want
4: to say it.
2: Just, yeah, you
3: know,
2: Ohio. just say the team up north. Brandon, the, Brandon, Brandon, the northernmost Brandon, team. do you want me to hit that, that, <sighs> say that team up north? That's all you got to say. We know who it is.
4: I know, but...
2: You want, hit, you want me to hit the button again?
4: <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> the team up <laughs> <Go> north and <laughs> that... POS of a coach you got right there is uh man. He he out coaches this year, and I, I think they're going to win it all. Well.
2: That means a lot coming from an OSU guy. It does. It
0: does. That's an honest man. Give me Michigan.
4: It it's, makes me sick
2: to right, say I'm that. taking
4: Michigan. Also,
0: I, I'm taking Michigan, and Not I'm Michigan. the only
4: one with on Georgia. All right. The the Georgia, war. Georgia's nothing. Georgia is gonna lose.
0: Georgia's garbage. Stetson Bennett is the reason I'm taking Michigan. All right, Robbie, you have your championship game built. Georgia, Alabama, who do you have?
3: No logical person can take Kirby Smart over <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> so hey, we've seen this movie a thousand times. Alabama again. And then, and then though, Nick Saban is gonna retire, (laughs) and then Alabama's gonna go into the abyss. They're gonna hire Urban Meyer. It's it's gonna happen.
2: Old finger gun.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's the mandatory reference. You you say it's like Urban Legend, Urban Meyer, finger gun, finger gun. (laughs)
0: Hey, I want to ask Tom and Rich one question: If if Michigan does get to the championship game. With it being in Indianapolis, is that an advantage to Michigan?
1: Oh, it, I mean, oh. you, you're looking at a, a possible 70% uh, maize or maize blue uh, fandom. I mean, even outside the the, uh, the game, people are going to travel just to be there. Um, so the bars and restaurants because are going to
2: Because we may not be – I heard they got a good steakhouse in, in Indianapolis. Are Indian- you guys
4: in a casino? Like, what's going on back there? No, oh, is uh, like, our
2: – this is our bar. This Man. is our. Is that a bar. casino?
1: Looks like <laughs> a <laughs> casino. <laughs> this is the the, the speakeasy. But this is our garage. So this is where we do our show.
4: Yeah, I'm there's- surprised Robbie's <laughs> out there. He's probably gambling on slots right
1: now.
2: <laughs> hey, maybe we should
1: get a slot machine. That's not a bad idea. I do that. But no, the I mean, yes, I think uh, advantage, advantage. All right,
0: finals. Your final game, Tom. Who's your pick?
1: Well. Well, obviously, Michigan, uh, Alabama. Uh, does Michigan have what it takes to, to play a full game against Alabama? I'm not sure. Um, will talent come out uh, or the lack thereof uh, in comparison? Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I am not a true homer. I, I think in that game, I, I, I think Alabama would, would eke out a win against Michigan And that that pains me to say, but uh, I think it all falls down to the fact that I don't know if I exactly trust Harbaugh against Saban. Um, But it would be a close game. That would be a game that NCAA would absolutely love to have. Um, But I I I think I think Alabama wins. You know, last second field goal or whoever. That would be a ratings
3: bonanza.
2: Michigan versus Alabama. Rich. You know who I'm going with.
0: All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know who I'm going with Michigan.
0: So Brandon, I hate to put you through it. You signed on the last minute.
2: He's going to probably take Alabama now because he can't say that name again.
0: Alabama, Michigan. Who would you take?
2: No, actually, no. He took Cincinnati.
0: Cincinnati, Michigan. Sorry. Yeah,
2: he, yeah. He 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 already
3: said Michigan's winning it all.
4: Yeah, I did. And
3: As I you put that on record. record.
4: I think, hey, are, uh, I think, fantasy, I think uh, I'm going to throw up. March Madness bracket. bracket. Yeah. Um, no, it's their team's so good right now, man. And they've got momentum. Uh, I, I just don't see them. Well, I can see Harbaugh screwing this up. And that, that the talents there, I think they can. So this is an off year, off year for Alabama. Uh, they haven't. I mean, you've seen them exposed, right? You've seen them play. Yeah, Texas A uh, and exposed them. Texas A and exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Auburn too. Yeah, Auburn. They did Auburn. Exactly. So you've seen them exposed. Harbaugh, you know, for all the fun we make of him down here, he's he's actually a pretty good coach, and he, he knows what he's doing. Um. God. You give them that that amount of time to study, time. film like, and that town like I think Michigan's talent's better. It it, may, it pains me to say that it, it, it like it just eye test.
1: And and if I can, I jump, think they're better. If I can jump in for one quick second, who's yeah. Michigan's offensive coordinator? Josh no Gaddis. Where did Josh Gaddis come from? Alabama. Alabama. so there'd be some juice extra okay. juice in, in that, so that could come into play too but
4: yeah no you' you're you're not wrong at all and and that always kind of hypes up in flames of fire uh, when you're going into games like this right. but it's it's about study and it's about coaching at this point when you have this long uh, to study teams you know same for the <clears throat> What, Randall, your point? Go ahead, go ahead and finish your thoughts. We're going to to no, I'm just saying. it just, it just um, it, It's going to be the team up north. And I'm going
0: to take it Michigan over sucks. Alabama in the finals. So I am riding the train with amazing blue this year. Sorry, oh, to I'm wrong. we're running a little long. And I think uh, we're being called to uh, uh – we're being beckoned by people right now, or at least I am, so – it's um, my
4: fault. I'm sorry. I signed on late. Oh, hey, thanks, so, hey, just just dropping. Dropping.
3: If, if Georgia wins, I win this challenge by default because I'm the
0: only one to add uh, Georgia and Alabama. So, okay. Yep. Brendan, uh, did you just sign on to hurt yourself tonight? Was that the goal? <laughs> did you just sign off to put yourself through mental torture?
4: <sighs> Maybe. I'm a –
2: <laughs> for punishment.
4: I am. No, I just we got home and you know all that. I, I was like, I'm late, so late. I started watching the show and I was like, I gotta, I gotta come on. I gotta say something.
0: Well, so for our friend Raj, who was unable to join us, I gotta say something too. SEC's overrated. We need to get over ourselves. It, nobody cares, and Lincoln Riley didn't go to
4: USC to get out of the SEC.
2: So- what are you,
4: 0-5 in the bowl games? This South Carolina One and five. won
2: today. 1-5. Oh. Yeah, South Carolina took but a
4: man. The Vols did not win. Team up north. We'll, so The balls didn't don't win. We started the Vols game. No, we tried to make it out of this. For the <laughs> they lost time. to a Big Ten.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir. From Tom and uh, Rich at Speakeasy 330 in Southline, Michigan, for Robbie, Randall, and Brandon. Who do reckless speculation every week, along with some ridiculous speculation? You got yeah. it right. Thanks,
2: thanks Tom and Russ.
0: Thank you guys for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, you guys. Great, you guys have a great New Year's. Okay, be yeah. safe hey, and well man. and everything like that. And and we'll be yeah. talking in the New Year.
0: We'll do yeah. the same thing come uh, Selection Sunday too.
2: Sounds good. Sorry, I was late.
0: All right, guys. See you guys. See you guys. Have a good one. Good. Brandon, Happy
3: New Year, everyone.
0: Happy we're Year. glad you showed up, buddy.